Hi everyone, welcome back to Fill in My Cup With or Without You by me, Emma May. I hope you all had a good holiday weekend despite the circumstances. It's finally starting to feel like summer and it is more tempting to want to leave the house and hang out with friends, but we are still in a global pandemic, so abiding by social distancing guidelines and being smart should still be at the forefront of our minds. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I spend a lot of time thinking about and chatting with my friends about, and that is dating and relationships. We are at a point in our lives where we are seriously thinking about what our future holds and whether a significant other is part of that future or not. So I'm really excited to share my perspective and some of my personal experiences with dating considering I have been single for the past four years. Before jumping into today's episode, I quickly want to recap what I talked about last week, and that is minimalism. So I'm trying to really adapt to a more minimalistic lifestyle. This is something I've now been working on for the past couple of years. I'm really trying to focus on only buying and using the essentials and minimizing excess and brand new things. Thrifting, sharing with friends, passing things down are all things that we can do that are more cost efficient and environmentally efficient. So just something to keep in mind. My friends told me that last week's episode sounded way better when I was off script. It's just more natural and feels more like a conversation. So I am going to continue to roll with that and just speak about what's on my mind. So let's get into the meat of this episode. I almost forgot to share my co-star today and it says, Poetry teethers on the edge of insanity. Power in thinking and creativity and self. Pressure in spirituality and social life. Trouble with routine and sex and love. When you feel easygoing today, stay present. You owe it to yourself to create a life. Be loyal to the pulse of your inner world. This co-star is, again, right on the money. I have been writing some poetry and reading more poetry during quarantine. And, yeah, uh, there is trouble with routine and sex and love during this global pandemic. Um... I labeled this episode No Sex or the City because I have not been having sex during this period and I haven't been in the city either. So I am looking forward to jumping into why that might not be the worst thing in the world right now. Okay. I am not quite sure where to start because I have a lot to say and there are several different angles you can take to this topic, but I guess a good starting point is acknowledging that even though I have been single for the past few years, 
I've realized during this pandemic, especially when I was quarantining in solitude at Lewis's house for the end of the semester, that if a global pandemic were to occur again in 10 years, I do not want to be alone. I've really enjoyed being independent and having a lot of freedom in my dating life, but 10 years from now, I will want a significant other who I can wake up to every morning and share my life with, someone who's going to be there for the really good moments and the messy moments. So that in itself is something that is important to come to terms with, I think, if you are single right now, that you're not going to be single forever. That's something that I'm still reminding myself every day. I am perfectly content with where I am at now, and I have some sense of where I'd like to be in the future. Throughout my childhood and early adolescent years, I had never really prioritized having a relationship. And I think in many ways that has stuck with me and my approach to life. For starters, I went to a teeny tiny middle school in Manchester, Vermont. There were eight of us in our graduating class and three of them were boys, <laughs> so we were all really close. They were practically our brothers, but there was not a lot of romantic scheming going on there. I talked about this in an earlier episode, but I went to an all-girls high school for four years. I lived away from home, and boys were not a daily part of our lives. We didn't have classes with them. We didn't share a sports field with them or anything like that. We were all so focused on our female friendships and our academics and going to college. Um, the few interactions we did have with guys were at social functions on the weekends once in a while. We would go on a school bus to an all-boys school and it was just a mess like picture a bunch of horny teenagers together in a gymnasium on the dance floor people were grinding and making out in the corner and then you probably didn't see them for a month or two like it just was not a good setting to find somebody that you would be interested in and actually starting a relationship with so yeah that was a majority of my high school experience not focusing on boys or having sex anything like that it was certainly a unique high school experience of course a part of me felt like i was missing out on some of those traditional high school experiences of partying and falling in love for the first time having sex but it just wasn't a part of my daily life at Emma Willard, and even if I did want it, it was always out of reach because we had such strict rules. We had to sign out every time we left campus, and they needed to know exactly where you were going, who you were going with. We had very strict curfews as well. So I kind of just put it on the back burner, and my mom has always said that Someone really special often comes into your life when you're least expecting it and when you're not actively seeking it. 
and she was right because that is how I met my first boyfriend when I was heading into my senior year at Emma Willard. I met this guy when we were working at the same bed and breakfast. He was a dishwasher and I was a waitress and we were also working at the same soccer camp together. I actually went to elementary school with him and his older sister. We were only at the same school for a year, but I was pretty close with his sister. So it was kind of cool getting to know him as a teenager. And I remember thinking, oh, like, yeah, puberty did did him well for sure. <laughs> um, and one day after camp, I just asked him if he wanted to go get an ice cream at the local dairy bar. And he said, yeah, and that was really our first date. We had a really good conversation and I wanted to see him again. And I knew that I was definitely interested in him when I would get butterflies around him and I would get super giddy when his name would light up on my phone. And that's when I knew that I needed to put my ego aside and really explore where this was going. We ended up spending that whole summer together and it was really a thrilling time. I mean, you guys probably remember what it was like with your first loves when you're really getting to know someone on a deep level. You're also letting your guard down and letting them see you for who you are. He was the first person I had sex with, so of course that was a big deal, but I was really glad I was able to share it with someone who meant a lot to me. And we dated throughout my whole senior year. I came home from Emma Willard on the weekends to hang out with him, and my best friend Nikki was also in her first real relationship. So as you can imagine, it was an exciting time for both of us to have boyfriends that we could bring to senior prom. And just thinking that the future was anything that we wanted it to be. Um, we spent the whole summer together heading into my first year of college, but that's when I realized that this chapter may have to come to a close because think about it I was 18 years old about to spend my first year of college in Florence Italy I really didn't want to be tied down to a long distance relationship I didn't think that was fair to me or to him and we were in a really good place right before I left and that's what made it so hard to leave just because I knew that we would never get back to where we were. And letting go of that was really hard. Spending my freshman year of college in Florence was by far the best decision of my life. I met some of my best friends, I traveled all throughout Europe, and ate some of the best food I'd ever had. And I was really happy to be on this kind of eat, pray, love journey. Um, I adopted this out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality while I was there, and that made it really hard to stay in touch with my ex-boyfriend at that point because he wasn't a part of my daily life. We were 4,000 miles away. He really couldn't relate to the experience I was having, and that was hard. 
Um, with that said, I wasn't running around throughout Florence hooking up with a bunch of people or dating really at all. I was just so focused on my experience and what I wanted to get out of my nine months in Italy. But once I came back, he was dating another girl. And that was a really hard pill to swallow. The fact that he found someone else so quickly and was able to move on. Because even though I wasn't dating anyone or seeing anyone, he was always in the back of my mind. And I think that's what prevented me from maybe exploring my options in Florence and I don't regret that at all because I've had plenty of time to do that since I've been back in the States um, and Florence really was a journey that was about me there wasn't it was still incredible without this epic European love story. The summer I came back from Florence was one of the hardest summers I've experienced yet. I was struggling with reverse culture shock and seeing him with another girl did not help whatsoever. I listened to a gross amount of Taylor Swift and really sad music because I felt betrayed that he had moved on so quickly, but it wasn't his fault because I wasn't speaking to him. He had the ultimate freedom to pursue who and what he wanted to. But coming home and seeing how that unraveled was just really hard for me. Miraculously, we ended up kind of reuniting at the end of the summer. He had broken up with her and we were in a place where we left right before I went to Florence. And that was kind of nuts. Um, it's like he just came right back into my life. And that made it even more challenging when we went off to separate schools. He was going off to Ithaca and I was heading to Poughkeepsie to start my sophomore year on the Marist campus there. And we said, look, let's just see where this goes. We'll hang out when we're at home, but when we're at school, we'll do our own thing. I don't know if any of you have tried an open relationship, but it did not go well for us. It just made things really difficult. Um, and we ended up parting ways in a kind of very bitter fashion, which I still feel bad about because both of us got really hurt throughout that process. And it wasn't one of those things where someone could really place blame on the other because we both played a part. Um, but I haven't really seen him or spoken to him that much since that happened. It's been a few years now. But I, I mean, the question of can you be friends with your ex is a valid question. And for me, I just don't think it's possible and I also don't think it's a smart idea. I think once you realize that someone is no longer going to have that role in your life, then you need to go cold turkey for you to both be able to move on and have that closure of that relationship. 
even if things don't go as planned or one person or both of you end up hurt, I think it's so important to hold your head high and always want the best for that person. I also think it's important to acknowledge and be grateful for the role that that person did play in your life. Things with him and I did not go super smoothly toward the end, but I'm still so appreciative of the moments that we did have together and the experiences we shared as each other's first loves, really. I mean, no one can take that away from either of us. And who we were when we were 17 years old is just so different than who we are now. And I think so much of relationships and love comes down to time and place. So when we were those kind of carefree teenagers, that relationship was perfect for then. But where we are now, it just would not make as much sense. So now you have a little bit of context about my first relationship, which you will see has impacted and influenced the rest of my college experience to some degree. Um, I was seeing a senior for most of my sophomore year. He listens to this podcast, so I hope this isn't too embarrassing for him. Um, We met pretty randomly. One night we were playing intramural soccer together, and the next night I saw him at Darby's. It was a Friday, of course. And I decided I was going to shoot my shot because why not? And I'm pretty bold when it comes to making the first move. I'm not shy if I'm interested in someone and want to get to know them better. So I went on Facebook. I knew his first name. I didn't know his last name. But it's pretty easy to find information about people these days. Don't pretend like you haven't gone Joe Goldberg on someone either. Um, I found him on Instagram and I slid right into his DMs and essentially asked if he wanted to grab dinner with me. And he said yes. So we went to EverReady for dinner and if you you guys don't know Ever Ready is a really popular diner near campus and we had a really nice time. I remember we spent three hours talking. He was studying business and had spent a semester in Australia and we hung out for most of that year. Things were not super serious between us. We never really said that we were exclusive, but I remember that was just a really good experience because I was having a hard time transitioning to campus life in Poughkeepsie that fall after being abroad the whole year. It was really hard to meet people and kind of find your place on campus. So meeting him, meeting his friends was great. And he's been out of school now for a couple years. We still talk here and there. We've caught up a couple times and actually seen each other too and I think that's kind of the best kind outcome you could have of casually seeing someone is things just I don't want to say dissolved but they just were put on hold kind of and you're still living your lives but catching up once it seems appropriate to so yeah that was honestly a really good experience to have after having that whole freshman year to myself and healing from that initial breakup 
you guys know that that is a really strenuous process, I'm sure. So after sophomore year, I was kind of excited to keep on dating and seeing what else was out there. The summer heading into my junior year was a big turning point in my dating life. I think I was just more confident in myself and putting myself out there. I was also fully moved on from my first relationship at that point. So I decided why not check out the online dating scene and I downloaded Bumble I actually ended up matching with somebody and I saw him when I was eating tacos at cilantro. He walked in and I said, yeah, that guy looks really familiar. How do I know him? And I'm sitting there with my dad and it occurred to me, oh my God, I matched with this man's on Bumble. Please help me, dad. We need to get out of here right now. Luckily, we had just finished eating and I messaged him after we had left and I said yeah this might sound really creepy but were you just at cilantro and he said yeah so we started talking and we ended up going for coffee at starbucks a few days later and I really enjoyed talking to him he was studying for med school at the time and he at the end of that coffee date he said come over for dinner, I'll cook Chinese food for you, and I was really impressed. I said, wow, this guy is a couple years older than me, he wants to cook for me, he seems like he has his life together, and I went to his place. I remember texting my parents after dinner, we were having a good time, and he said, oh, you want to go watch an episode of Netflix, and okay, come on, like, we know what that really means, so I said, sure, and I told my parents, hi, I'm safe, I'm having a good time, but I want to let you know that I am not coming home tonight. God bless my parents, seriously, I am so appreciative of them supporting me in making my own decisions and trusting me to be smart and to be safe. So yeah, we had a really fun night and he went off to med school in Ohio, so I haven't seen him since. But that experience really showed me what I guess the whole online dating scene is about and it didn't deter me from it in any way. In fact, it kind of boosted my hope for dating apps because people have a lot of opinions about them. And I stayed on Bumble and I ended up going on more dates after that first experience. That same summer, I had another Bumble experience with a guy who was again in his early 20s and he's actually the older brother of one of my friends from middle school so that was a little awkward in the beginning but he was honestly so sweet I remember we had just started hanging out around my birthday I think yeah I must have been turning 20 at that point and we went on one date and he already knew from that what he was going to get me for my birthday and He got me a book that listed the best coffee places in the world, and that was just so thoughtful, and it showed that he 
really listened to our conversation and had some sense of what I was passionate about. And for that second date, right after my birthday, we went out for Indian food because he's Indian and we went to a drive-in movie theater and he had it all planned out. He had blankets and red wine and fruit and chocolate. It was it was pretty darn romantic, I have to say. We hung out for most of the summer and what I appreciated so much about him was the fact that he also has a similar mindset about dating and relationships where he's very focused on his career and his goals and he wants to find someone that will fit into his life and I completely respect that about him. That's exactly what I'm looking for as well. But again, it felt like it had an expiration date considering I was going back to school and he was going to be at home still working. So we kind of just let it fade out and he's not someone that I've spoken to since but I still cherish that time that we did have together a really memorable date for me I took him to a play at the Weston Playhouse so we saw West Side Story and I was so happy that I was the one who was able to provide the tickets and to plan this picnic dinner before the show um So those two experiences from that summer were really helpful in helping me understand what dating is like, what I'm looking for, and it kind of went in a 180 direction after that summer. Okay, I'm not going to talk about every dating experience I've ever had because it becomes redundant at a certain point, but... Like I mentioned in a previous episode, my junior year of college was certainly my most wild year out of the four. My dad was sick that year, and watching someone who's very close to you battle cancer adds a tremendous weight that I can't really put into words. But that year, I was really looking for things that would just get my mind off of his sickness. My therapist this year helped me figure out that I am a sensation-seeking person when I am stressed out. So my junior year, I explored the casual hookup scene. It's something that I thought was one of the best parts about being single in college, being able to figure out if that was for me or not. And to be honest, I'm still pretty indifferent about it. Sex is something that is important to me, and I know it will be an important component to my future relationships. But when it does happen in such a casual setting, it is hard for it to not feel like a transaction. Waking up next to someone and realizing you don't know that much about that person is not the best feeling in the world sometimes I feel empty when that happens and it's not like I regret it the next day but it's just I feel like okay I do want something more to this because I have experienced sex when feelings are involved and it is very different 
With that being said, there definitely is a double standard when it comes to guys and girls and their approach to sex. It is cool if guys have multiple sexual partners, but if a girl does, then she's a hoe. That double standard is not going to fizzle out anytime soon, but the way that I see it is girls should be empowered to make their own decisions, date who they want to date, have the authority to spend the night with someone or say, no thanks, I want to be by myself tonight. So yeah, my junior year involved a lot of self-discovery and personal growth. I honestly didn't do that much dating actually at Marist because I was so wound up in my academics and lacrosse and work as well as landing a summer internship. Going back to what I was saying earlier about my experience at Emma, guys just weren't a part of my experience there and that kind of translated into my college experience where I didn't block out time to go on dates or anything like that as a college student. I'll also say that I wasn't super attracted to the guys at Marist, as bad as that sounds, but I hadn't really come across anyone who I wanted to explore a potential relationship with. And in a way that made it a lot easier. You know, I was focused on what was really important to me and I was still able to make my own decisions and have casual evenings here and there and be okay with that. And I don't feel like I was missing out by not having a relationship in college. This may sound contradictory, but I am a very personal person when it comes to my dating life, even though I am spilling some tea right now. When it comes to the actual details and things like that, I really choose to keep those to myself. And... Being at Marist, I didn't want a lot of people in my business, so that's another reason why I wasn't dating that much on campus, and I was pretty selective about who I was hanging out with or seeing on the weekends, and I really saved a lot of my dating for the summertime because school and lacrosse were factors that weren't in the picture and there's just this this air about summer where it's very carefree and you feel like the possibilities are endless. I was in southern Maine last summer and that was a really good summer for me. Uh, My dad was in remission so that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders and I had a, I felt like I had a fresh start, you know, moving to the southern coast of Maine, not knowing anybody, and still trying to make friends and meet people. I was back on Bumble at that point, and I had some really terrific dates that summer. One guy I saw pretty much consistently throughout the whole summer, and we're still in touch. He actually writes me letters still, which is so sweet because it's very hard to find guys who will do that and I don't know if we'll ever get to spend more time together. Um, He's kind of been 
traveling a lot and figuring out what he wants to do. But the fact that we could have something that was pretty stable and he's the probably the one guy who I have opened up to the most since my first boyfriend. Um, he just reminded me the significance of being vulnerable and how being in a relationship is something that shouldn't be so scary. It should be something to look forward to. So that summer was just amazing for so many different reasons. There were a few other guys that I saw and I did have one really bad date. I will talk about first dates in another episode, but there was just no connection there, um, which is honestly kind of a bummer because dating, you make the plans and you get excited, and when it just doesn't go well, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, But anyways, senior year, I honestly have just been, well, it's over now, but I cruised through it. I thought I was very content with all of my experiences and I really wanted to focus on the girls because those are the people who will be in my life no matter what happens and we it just didn't make sense either to start a serious relationship then with anybody because there are so many unknowns about the future especially with COVID-19, but a lot of my friends are in relationships right now, and I am super happy for them. It has been an interesting journey seeing how those have come to fruition. You know, it's really interesting seeing who your friends are attracted to because I think it brings out the differences in you as individuals, which is pretty cool. If we were all attracted to the same type of guy, that could certainly be problematic at points. It has been a bit of a roller coaster watching my friends navigate their relationships, and I learned it the hard way, but I do not need to share my opinion unless it is asked for. Last year, one of my closest friends was not in the best place with her current boyfriend, and I was telling her, you deserve so much more, you're not happy, I don't know why you keep going back to him. But so much happens, guys, between two people that you don't see, and that's something that I've come to terms with more, and I'm more accepting of that, that relationships now as adults are really between two people you it's great if your friends get along with that person and you want the best for them but it's ultimately up to those two people they don't need other people interfering in their relationship I do have to give one of my friends credit for being patient and knowing exactly what she was looking for Ever since freshman year, she's been talking about wanting to date a West Point cadet, and the fall of her senior year, she found one who was a really good match for her. They've been in a healthy, stable relationship since the fall, and I'm just so happy that she is experiencing everything that comes with 
a great love and a first relationship. They are both going to be serving in the army, so I'm really excited to see where things go from here. And she knows that I really like him. He knows that I know he absolutely adores her. So I'm definitely rooting for those two. It's hard for me to not compare myself to my parents and my grandparents who both have very epic love stories. My grandparents met when they were in college. My grandpa was a two-sport varsity athlete at RPI and my grandma was at an all-girls college called Russell Sage in downtown Troy. And dating back then was so different. My grandpa used to wear a suit and tie and wait for my grandma at her dormitory. And they would write letters back and forth and call each other. The whole technology sliding into DMs, social media stuff was just totally out of the equation back then. And they got married young and had kids young. I cannot imagine having a child in two years. Um, My parents met when my mom was finishing her battle with cancer as well. So her and my dad are both cancer survivors. And they met at our Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. And it really didn't take them a long time to realize they wanted to get married and have kids. So I'm very fortunate that I've been surrounded by healthy marriages and they have kind of set the standard for what I'm looking for. And I know I just need to be patient and let it happen when it does because you can't force something like a relationship And I know there is still plenty of time to find someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with. These past three months have been a really good break from the dating scene for me. I've been able to refocus and recenter on what matters to me and what I ultimately want. I think at this point, I do know exactly what I'm looking for in a potential significant other. And I'm definitely not going to settle until I find that. Just like you shouldn't settle for a career that isn't fulfilling, you should not settle for a relationship that is half-assed or one where you are not happy in. I briefly want to mention that I had a temporary fling when I was in Hawaii in January. I had a second date with someone and our first date was actually my sophomore year of college so that was now two years ago but he's working in Hawaii and I figured why not reach out and see if he wanted to do something And we ended up having two pretty incredible dates in Hawaii. It is one of the most romantic places on earth. And that experience, um, I can't really put into words because it was so exhilarating and unexpected. 
But it scared me knowing that I had developed such strong feelings so quickly. And it made it even harder to leave. I came back to the mainland and I did not hear from him. And when I left, I requested that we just try to stay in touch. But for whatever reason, he decided not to follow through with that. And it hurt a lot. I spent a lot of time this semester listening to Chelsea Cutler on repeat. <laughs> However, I also know that I'm capable of feeling those feelings again and caring so deeply for someone else. And that in itself has been a huge hurdle to get over especially after junior year. So I am grateful for the time we had together and for what he's taught me. If you like someone, you should tell them that you like them. And if someone likes you, I hope that you will know that they feel that way about you. I'm not super keen on playing games. I would rather just know straight up whether someone is interested or not because you really don't want to waste people's time since it is precious and you don't want to be hung up on someone who doesn't appreciate you and value you for everything that you are. So I'm getting ready to wrap up this episode, but I want to say that being independent and experiencing loneliness as well as learning how to love yourself are all very important things and they will pay off when you find yourself ready to be in a relationship with someone who is also ready and someone who's willing to commit to you. If you can make yourself feel good and fulfilled physically, emotionally, and sexually, it'll be that much easier to help a significant other do the same when the opportunity arises. That is all that I have time for today, but I'm certainly going to dive deeper into some of the topics I introduced today in future episodes. If you are single at the moment, this is a reminder that there's no need to rush or freak out. Your person is out there. And if you are in a happy relationship, I encourage you to remind that person that you love them and you are beyond grateful that they are in your life, especially right now as we are faced with these unprecedented times. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.